Kohelet Perek Zayin, this is the beginning of the second half of Kohelet. The next two Perakim, Perek Zayin and Perek Het, are both devoted to one topic, and that topic is that of theodicy, uh, which is to say, uh, why uh, do evil things happen in the world? And Kohelet is not necessarily focused on uh, evil things that happened in the world. He's also focused on things he can't explain. So he will discuss Tzadik Veralo and Rasha Vetovlo. These are things that bother him. He would like to glean some sort of meaning, some sort of answer uh, to the question. Obviously, he's not going to find an answer, but he will at least point out the various sorts of injustices on this earth that he sees, and he'll point these out uh, both in the heavenly realm and justices that he believes come directly from God. And he will also point out social injustices, injustices that he sees uh, over the course of, of, uh, of observing society. So injustices between people. As is characteristic of Kohelet, and as uh, we've seen previously, particularly uh, in the previous Perek, Kohelet is not going to address the question head-on in some sort of cogent way. He's going to talk about many different seemingly disjointed things, and we're going to have to glean the meaning of these things and what Kohelet wants from them as uh, we read through. These are difficult Perakim. I want to point out before we go through them that both in the realm of the classical medieval mifrashim and in the realm of the uh, more recent academic commentators, if you take any particular pasuk, there is almost no one who agrees with anybody else on anything. And so uh, what I'll be doing is trying my best to uh, put together the different uh, threads that Kohelet discusses um, with the help of the Mifarshim, with the help of uh, some of Ravioni Grossman's interpretations, and I will also sprinkle in some of uh, my own interpretations as well. Pasuk Aleph Tov Shem Mishemen Tov Ve'yom Hamavet Mi'yom Hivaledo. In this case, Shem does not refer, obviously, to a, a name. It refers to the qualities that a person exemplifies during his life, his midot, his ideas, his, his wisdom, his chokhmah, what he does for other people, the, the entirety of a person, tov shem, whatever, whatever that person represents, is better mishemen tov. In this case, shemen represents wealth. Shemen across Tanakh frequently represents wealth. What, the, what Kohelet is saying over here is what a person actually represents, the abstract qualities of a person, are, are better than any of the physical uh, attainment that that person has had. The Yom Hamavit in the day of death is better than Yom Hivalido, the day of his birth. I'll go through some of these psukim and then we will uh, we will we'll interpret them at the end. Pasuk bet tob lalechet el bet evel milechet el bet mishte. It's better to go to a house of mourning than it is to go to a house of merriment, basically to uh, a party. Ba'asher hu sof kol ha'adam ve'ha'chai iten elibo. One way to explain this is simply the way the Ibn Ezra explained it, that when a person goes to a Bet Evel, to a house of mourning, he is immediately aware of death, and that death is the end of every uh, of, the, of what happens to every single person. And therefore, the living person who goes to the Bet Evel, will pay attention and will live, uh, will do something differently, or at least 
have a heightened awareness uh, that that his end will also be death. That's sort of that's the sort of peshat way to understand the pasuk. Another way under, of understanding the pasuk is ba'asher husof kol ha'adam. Death represents the end of the process of humanity. And when a person goes to a bet evil, the libo, he's not only aware of death, but he's aware of the entire process of a person's life, and he takes heed of this entire process and the result will be that he will pay attention and live his own life differently because of what he witnessed at the Bet Evel. Pasuk Gimel Tob Kaas Misehok We've said before that Kaas does not necessarily mean anger, it means worry or heartache or, or what we might call uh, certain situations of stress are better than merriment. Kiberoa Panim Yitavlev because with a scowl, the heart is improved. I think what Kohelet wants to say over here is that uh, a little bit of, or maybe a lot, but at least a little bit of negativity is good for one's uh, intellectual faculties. Pasuk Daled, here is a parallel restatement of that. Leb hachamim bebet evel, the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. Veleb kesilim, and the heart of the fools, bebet simcha, is in the house of partying. So the wise men are taking heed of what it means to live a whole life by by being in the house of mourning. By what what happens usually in the house of mourning is that the life of the person who's being mourned is discussed, right? And so the wise man is learning lessons from that life, and the fool is simply enjoying himself, probably with some sort of physical pleasure, but he's certainly not improving his intellect. Pasuk he. It's better to hear the rebuke of the wise than it is for a man to hear the song of fools. Pasuk Vav, Ki kekol hasirim tahat hasir ken sehok hakesil. Kohelet here is making fun of the fools. He says the the uh, the, sa- the the laughter of the fool is similar to the crackling of the thorns that are being used to heat up a pot. In other words, there's not much value in uh, what they're doing, in what they're saying. It burns off quickly, so to speak. And what it really is more than anything else is just noise. And then Kohelet stops himself at the end of this pasuk and he says, All of this wisdom that I uh, that I was just teaching you, this sort of what sounds very much like the establishment view of chokhmah, how important chokhmah is, and how chokhmah with a, a certain a tinge of negativity is uh, particularly uh, uh, useful and and worth a lot for the person who delves into it. All of this, Kohelet says. If you take it too far, I think is what he's saying, not not all of it by itself, but all of it, if you take it too far, becomes mere breath, and it's it, it doesn't have much value if you take it too far. What he means by this will become a little bit more apparent when we go into the uh, actual section on uh, on uh, uh, good and evil in Pasuk Tetzayin, so I'll, I'll leave it here for now. But he's going to explain in a certain respect what he means in the next three pesukim. Pasuk zayin ki haroshek yeholel hacham viabedet lev matana. Even the wise man says Kohelet can be or is a, will eventually be corrupted by the profit of oppression. 
the Hacham too will eventually be driven by the physical gain that he can have from Oshek. The Abedet Lev Matana, the Matana, the physical gift, can destroy the mind. And what Kohelet is probably talking about here is a bribe. That even a Hacham can be driven by a bribe uh, to do injustice. So that all of this Musar Chokhmah that he quotes in the first few Pesukim, uh, I'm not sure if it's a quote from the establishment or whether Kohelet really means it. He, he mostly means it, but he, what he's saying is, it has a limit, be careful, because even the Hachamim can be driven to corruption, which of course will be, uh, corruption will be the theme of the next few, of the next two Pirakim, and so this is very uh, appropriate to bring up at this particular point in time. Even in the introduction to to his meditations on this corruption, pasuk het tov aharit davar mereshito tov erech ruach migevah ruach. The end of a thing, says Kohelet, is better than the beginning of that thing, and patience erech ruach is better than haughtiness. I think the connection here between the two parts of the pasuk, I think what Kohelet is trying to say is that as is a situation unfolds, don't try to explain it. A haughty person thinks he understands exactly what's happening at any point in time. Says Kohelet, no, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. Wait, be patient before you try to explain something. Only the haughty will try to explain something in the middle as it's happening. It's better to be patient than it is to be haughty. He may also be saying, and maybe I'm overfitting this a little bit, but in the context of the question of Sadiq uh, Veralo uh, and Rashar Vetovlo, he may also be saying, Tob aharit davar mereshito, the end of the thing is better than the beginning of the thing. Meaning, even though we may not understand what's happening right now, he knows that at the end uh, it will all be just. It will all turn out to be understood. Maybe not by him. Uh, but there is there is some sort of order in the world. I don't know if that's just overfitting it. Maybe it's even a little bit too optimistic for Kohelet. Uh, uh, but perhaps in the context of speaking about uh, the grand scheme of justice, maybe that's what he means over here. Pasuk tet al tebahel Again, yes, he told you before that uh, uh, the the positive aspects of Kaas, but he also tells you. Don't become chorus, don't become worried and stressed too fast. Kichas, because uh, this worry, the stress, it rests in the in the lap of fools. It's okay to have a little bit of that worry, a little bit of a little bit of that stress as perhaps a positive stimulus, but taken too far, it's something that he associates with fools. I just want to point out before we move on. Uh, and and this this itself can actually take up a full class all by itself. But in Basuk Hit, when Yov says Tob Aharit Davar Mereshito, it's perhaps interesting to think about the fact that the uh, the statement Aharit Davar Mereshito is only mentioned one other time in the entire Tanakh, and it's mentioned in at the at the end of Yov. And it's hard to believe that it's a coincidence that Iov, which is the paradigmatic story of Tzadik Veralo, is, is, uh, is coincidentally referred to over here by Kohelet in the exact part of the Sefer in which Kohelet himself will also be discussing the question of Tzadik Veralo. In that context, by the way, the Pesukim that we learned at the beginning of the Perek, Tov lelechet el bet evel milechet el bet mishte, 
right? The Bet Evel was the house of Iyov, which happened after the Bet Mishteh, which is where his children uh, uh, died, right? And Tov Ka'as Misehok, which would very much describe the situation Iyov was in when he had to listen to his friends. Lev Hachamim Bebet Evel Velev Kesinim Bebet Simcha, right? All these things become a little bit more uh, understandable, even a little bit more significant if you put them in the context of Iyov. The next pasuk, pasuk Yud, similarly becomes more significant if you put it in the context of Iyov. Don't say, don't be nostalgic and say, what happened? The, the early days were better than these. Because if you do ask this, you're not asking it from a standpoint of wisdom. Of course, this makes sense in light of the previous two Pesukim, which, in which, Iyob, in which I'm sorry, Kohelet is saying not to rush to judgment and to understand that the end of the thing is actually better than the beginning of the thing. Of course it makes sense, but in the context of Iyov, it makes even more sense. In the middle of Iyov's deep grief, right, Kohelet is saying, even then, a, 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 a reaction that would have made sense would have been, oh, the early days, Hayamim harishonim me'ele. But even then, Kohelet is saying, don't say the previous days were better because you don't know what's going to happen in the end. And if you do say what happened to the previous days, they were better, you're not saying this, you're not asking that from a starting point of wisdom. The next two pesukim are a little bit uh, enigmatic for me. I'm not 100% sure uh, what they mean. Uh, I'll explain it as follows. Pasuk Wisdom is good with some sort of nahala, with some sort of wealth. It's the, the ideal situation of a wise man is if he also has some wealth. And that wealth... Uh, that that physical attainment is even more important for everybody else who's not a hacham, uh, everybody else under the sun, because they don't even have the chokhmah to, to guide them through life. Uh, they need the, the physical attainment. But even the hacham would be better off uh, with some sort of physical wealth. Because this way, tzel, in, in, this, uh, in this usage, Kohelet is using tzel as a form of protection. Shade is protection. He's saying, The wise man with the nahala will be both under the protection of chokhmah and the protection of his wealth. And there is a certain advantage to know uh, what we might call practical chokhmah. The type of chokhmah that will allow a person to uh, live practically well on this earth. What's clear is that these are the last two pesukim of Kohelet's sort of introduction to uh, the discussion that he's about to have, which is the discussion about uh, Tzadik Veralo. And the entire discussion was about the types of chokhmah that are good, that are ideal, perhaps. And he is saying that in his concluding par- in his concluding uh, statement over here, the ideal type of chokhmah is that chokhmah that comes along with wealth. And what he's about to say is, unfortunately, that only get a that only gets you so far, and b not everybody is lucky enough. Not every hacham, even the hacham who seemingly would merit the wealth, doesn't. Uh, not every hacham gets that wealth. Because, Pasuk Yud Gimel, and this is his opening salvo in the question of theodicy, look at the works of God, 
very, very powerful pasuk. It's almost difficult to articulate. Who can fix that which he has made crooked? And of course, Kohelet is here is talking about God. He's looking out at the world, and what he's seeing is a world that in his view is crooked. Who can fix the crookedness, says Kohelet. Pasuk Yudalid, and over here, Kohelet comes the closest he will come to giving an answer to the question of why uh, these perceived injustices happen. He doesn't actually answer the question, but this is the closest he will come. Be'yom toba he'ebetoba, on the day of good, enjoy the good. Ubiyom ra'a re'e, and on the day of evil, see. Gam etzeh le'umat asa ha'elohim. This against that has God set, meaning the good and the bad God has set against each other. He created both. Why? Al dibrat shaloyimsa ha'adam aharav meuma. Al dibrat, the Ibn Ezra explains over here, kemo ba'avur, so that shaloyimsa ha'adam aharav meuma, so that a man may not find harav after God anything. Basically, the reason or the, or the closest Kohelet comes to, to giving a reason why things are so incomprehensible is that God created things purposely incomprehensible so that man uh, does not understand the meaning of what's going on around him at any particular point in time. In other words, God sowed purposeful confusion among man when it comes to God's ways. That's how God wanted it. God did not want man to be able to explain what God does on earth. Also, if you listen carefully, you hear shades of Eov over here, in which uh, Eov's friends try to explain, but in the end come up short. Pasuk tetvav, et hakol ra'iti bimehevli. I have seen it all in the days, uh, in the mere breath of my days. Yesh sadik oved besidko. There is a tzaddik, a righteous man, that becomes, that gets destroyed in his righteousness. And there is an evil man, who is able to do his evil for a very long time. Says Kohelet in response, Don't be over-righteous. And don't be over-wise. Why should you be devastated? If... You are over-righteous and over-wise. You spend too much time becoming over-righteous and over-wise. You will be devastated. We'll talk about this in a second. Let me just finish the next uh, the next two pesukim. Pesuk Yudzayin. Al tirsha' harbe ve'al tisachal. On the other hand, don't be, uh, don't be too evil and do not be a fool. Lama tamut belo'itecha. Why should you die before your time? An over-wicked fool implies Kohelet is liable to die uh, before his time. It is good, it is better that you should hold this, and from this you should also not leave your hands. Because one who fears God will be Yose, all of them, he will uh, carry them all out. And the question, uh, before before discussing these this unit of Pesukim over here, the question of Pesuk Yuhid is, what does Kohelet mean when he says, What two things should you be holding on to? And there are two ways you can understand uh, this Pasuk. Either Kohelet in Pasuk Tetzain offers the first side of the coin, which is, 
צדקות אין חוכמה, אל תהי צדיק הרבה ואל תתחכם יותר. And in פסוק י"ז he offers the other side of the coin, which is אל תרשע הרבה ואל תהי שכל. On one side of the coin is wisdom and knowledge, and, and, uh, and sorry, wisdom and righteousness, and on the other side of the coin is evil and foolishness. Perhaps what Kohelet is saying is, You should have a little bit of both. Or you should have primarily wisdom and righteousness, but you shouldn't from the evil and uh, foolishness. And indeed there are some Midrashim that explain it precisely that way, that try to find the types of situations in life in which you should be a little bit evil. And perhaps that's even the Peshat way to understand the Pesukim. The other way to understand the Pesukim is that in Pasuk, if you go back to Pasuk Tetzayin, in which Kohelet uh, offers you, the, the listener Chokhmah and Tzitkut, wisdom and righteousness, what he's telling you in Pasuk Yudhayit is that you should hold on to this and that. What he means is the Tzitkut and the Chokhmah. You should have both Tzitkut and Chokhmah. Because a Yere Elohim, one who fears God, Yetzeet Kulam, will fulfill his obligation, so to speak, in both uh, wisdom and righteousness. Pasuk Yutet, Hachma Taoz Lihacham Measara Shalitim Asher Hayubarid. Wisdom is stronger for the wise than ten rulers who are in the city, who are in the town. And uh, the question here is, this pasuk seems a little bit misplaced. And so uh, what uh, Ravioni Grossman would like to suggest over here, and I think it makes a lot of sense, is that what Kohelet is doing is, in the last few pasukim, he's telling you, uh, Don't put too much stock in this chokhmah. Of course, this is a theme that he went over a little bit in the introduction to this section. Don't put, don't put too much stock in chokhmah. Don't become too wise. Uh, uh, it's not good for you to become too wise. And what he's doing over here in Pasuk Yutet is quoting the establishment uh, opinion, which is what do you mean? Wisdom is great. Wisdom is, is, uh, will, will uh, make a wise man stronger than ten rulers who are in the town. He's quoting the Sifrut the, the that is extant at the time. Okay? And Pasuk Chaf is his response to that Sifrut HaChokhmah. Oh, you think that Chokhmah will save you forever, from everything? Pasuk Chaf, Ki Adam en sadik ba'aretz asher tov velo There is no man righteous on earth who does good and does not sin. I want to point out in explaining these five Pasukim from Pasuk Tetzayin through Pasuk Chaf that there is a parallelism that Kohelet is presenting. The parallelism is Righteousness goes with wisdom, and foolishness goes with evil. What Kohelet is saying is as follows, and I'll divide it between the Chokhmah and the Tzitkut. Don't be overwise, because then you basically you will be devastated. And what is the devastation? You look out onto the world. You look out into Pasuk Tetvav, you look around, you'll try to delve with your wisdom into understanding what's going on, and what will be the result? You will be devastated. You will find that the Chokhmah will not answer your questions. You will still, uh, you will come to the crossroads and you will not have an answer to how did God make this crooked. 
If you think that Chokhmah will answer the question of the result would be, will be Tishomim. Because this Erivut, this crookedness, the injustice is an integral part of reality. It's an integral part of the world that God created on purpose. That's on the one hand. And on the other hand, just like injustice and crookedness, Erivut is an integral part of reality, so too is sin. There is no such thing as a righteous man who doesn't sin. When Kohelet says in Pasuk Tetzayin, He doesn't mean don't be over-religious. He doesn't mean don't, don't, don't be so makpid in the mitzvot. Don't worry, you don't have to wear tzitzit today. That's not what Kohelet means. What Kohelet means and what any good posek knows is you can't always say, You can't always say, Yikov haddin etahar. That the rule of law has to have the final say over it. In other words, we always have to go by the letter of the law. Don't always say that. Don't be over-righteous and say that you always have to go by the letter of the law because even you will eventually find that you will sin. In the context of Yov, by the way, this connection between over-righteousness and over-wisdom makes perfect sense. Just like the man who's over-wise tries to find a peshir, tries to find almost a solution to the contradictions of the injustices of the world, so too does an over-righteous person try to explain these injustices through the language of righteousness. This is what was, what, 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 if you think about the case of Eov, what at least one of the answers from his friends uh, uh, was, that you sinned, and therefore you deserve what you got. Says Kohelet, neither the over-wisdom and nor the over-righteousness will explain the rivut of Tzadik Veralo, so don't even try. Oh, and you think, that the Chokhmah will really win out over everything? No. There will always be sin. You can't explain everything. Because go to that place of sin, and you will find that the sinner is doing perfectly fine. He's okay. Whereas the tzaddik is rado, is not doing okay. And so don't try to explain everything, neither with your chokhmah nor with your tzaddik. Pasuk chaf alef. In that context, following these, these words that Kohelet is saying, To all the things that they are speaking, do not pay attention to. Because then you will hear that even your Eved, the one who's supposed to be so loyal to you, your slave, he's cursing you behind your back. In other words, says Kohelet, don't listen to what other people are saying behind your back. Because Pasuk Chavbet, all the negative things that you hear, that people are saying about you behind your back, don't be, don't be uh, so surprised. Because there were many times, and you know in your own heart yourself, that you too cursed other people behind their back. Here, Koelet's giving you an almost uh, a mundane, real-life example of Al-Tahitza Dikarbe. Don't go listen to what other people are saying behind your back and become so infuriated because deep down you know that you probably say nasty things about other people behind their back too. All this I tried, I tested 
with my wisdom. Amarti ehkama, I said I will become wise. Vehir ehokamimeni, and yet the pesher davar, the meaning to all this injustice in the in the world, is still far away from me. Pasuk chavdalid rachok mashehaya ve'amok amok. It is far away what, what has been. Uh, he's still talking here about the ivut, the injustice, and the understanding of it is amok, amok is very, very deep. Who can find it? And we will stop over here because this, the next few pizukim are their own sort of uh, uh, subunit on their own as we will talk about uh, in the next shirur. And for now, this is Kohelet's initial conclusion almost, that he goes through all these things, all these potential meditations and reflections on injustice, and he finds in the end that there is no real way to understand it.